conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Let's talk tennis for a little while. Earlier on today, I got hold of the CEO of Tennis South Africa. As you heard, the government's making the restrictions of sports a little bit easier. Tennis is one of those that are going to be putting their details into the government so that they can start with some tennis. Certainly can start training individually. I asked the CEO, Richard Glover, what their view on this is. Yeah, so I think as as many people know, on Wednesday evening, our state president um, confirmed the easing of restrictions for several non-contact sports at under alert level three, including tennis. So it's obviously really good news from a from a tennis South Africa and a and a, te- a tennis player's perspective. Um, from from a TSA perspective, we have um, focused on four categories of players that can re- and and their coaches that can return to playing, mm. and uh, that's obviously subject to very specific and stringent safety measures. That have to be put in place and we're in the process of, of rolling that out is it all tennis players in other words the the people that play across the road from me here at the tennis club can they can they go and play tennis so there, there are there are some restrictions if, if you if you look at the the gazetted um directions from the minister of sports arts and culture and based on that and based on a legal opinion we've received um we are focusing on four categories of players so category one is your atp your WTA, your ITF players, and those are sort of your top, top players. Category two are players training for national championships. So that could be your, your some of your, for example, your up-and-coming juniors. Yeah. Uh, category three is any players in a national, provincial, district, or private academy squad. Then category four is any players training for club leagues. So I think it's, it's fairly broad, but there are some restrictions um, which we're still seeking clarification on, particularly in terms of what we call social slash recreational tennis so mm-hmm. for the time being i mean though those those sort of players are not officially allowed back onto court the big thing that came up when tennis in the world started was to to use your own tennis balls to make sure you know, there's no more shaking hands there's no more hugging jumping over the net those kind of things right yeah that's right so yeah so there's some very very strict social distancing protocols in place in terms of no high fives no sh- <laughs> uh, no as you say shaking of hands no hugging but i think i think tennis is probably one of the most socially distant friendly sports. <laughs> yes. um, if, if you think about a tennis court from baseline to baseline it's about i think it's around 23.77 meters so it's a it's it's a very socially distant friendly sport anyway so the modifications we've had to make um, in terms of the guidelines are, are, are very very small and it, it won't have any material impact on people being able to enjoy the sport and uh, a lot like golf as well there won't be any 19th hole i don't know what you call it in tennis there won't be any socializing afterwards right yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's probably the the one thing that's upset a few players in our tennis community is that there won't be an opportunity to have a, a beer or, or or a bry afterwards. Mm. Um, so the the action is very much and the focus very much is what happens on the court. So off the court activities are very heavily curtailed for obvious reasons at at, at level three. Has tennis South Africa been fighting hard to be able to get the sport back? What's been the approach during the lockdown? I think we've been um, we've been lobbying hard um, through through different channels. I, th- I think we've obviously been also trying to comply with with the, with the different processes and protocols that our national government and our Department of Sports, Arts and Culture have put in place. I think we've been we've been lobbying and, and communicating hard. We've also I think we've done quite a bit of media just to really talk about mm-hmm. why it's not just about getting a few tennis players back onto court, but there's actually thousands of jobs at stake. Um, there's if you look at the ecosystem of tennis. As is, and in the ecosystem of any sports in this country, there's lots and lots of people who make a living and put food on their table through the sport. 
of tennis. So, and that's really been our big focus. I think one of the things that's, that has been a, a real positive to come out of what is a really difficult situation for everyone in South Africa, but in the context of tennis and sports, is that um, Tennis South Africa and a number of other federations and sporting bodies have, have really collaborated and worked closely through this process. Right. And I'm really hopeful that this that, that new level of collaboration will be a positive thing for all sports um, moving forward in this country. Uh, when, when you look at the overseas tournament, Novak Djokovic having his just the other day and the US Open saying they're going ahead, do you see tennis as being one of the first sports? Obviously, rugby's on the go now at the weekend as well. Do you see tennis coming back soon, fully-fledged or not? Look, I think as uh, we are waiting for some clarification from the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture around the hosting of events. We've obviously, as part of our proposal, uh, part, part one of the proposal was a return to training or return to court, and part two was about a return for, for, for limited tournaments and events. Mm. And I think from a Tennis South Africa perspective, we very, very keen to get some, some tournaments back up and running in the country as soon as possible. Um, and those might be... Uh, that, well, sorry, that, those will definitely be on a limited provincial basis. And what right. we mean by that is they'll be restricted to a province. So players in, in, the, in the short to medium term won't necessarily be able to travel from one province to another to play. But we're looking to create some events in specific provinces. Yeah, to, that's... And, and I, think, I also think it's, it's a really interesting opportunity for tennis in this country to maybe leapfrog other sports who, and particularly the contact sports of who can't mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. return as quickly as us in terms of trying to get some events potentially onto TV. And- <laughs> yes. I was going to say, broadcasters are, de- broadcasters are desperate to put something on the TV now, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that we, we're going to be starting to look at in the next week or two. But obviously, we need we need the go-ahead from government to right. do that. Um, and obviously, the restrictions in terms of traveling between provinces is, is a challenge because obviously our, our best players are scattered throughout the country. Mm. But I think those are all challenges that, that can be overcome. And I, I, we, as I say, we really see this as an opportunity for tennis. You are listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. That's the voice of Richard Glover. It was recorded a little bit earlier on today. You're with SAFM. Uh, just to bring you an update on some scores quickly, live scores on the go. Bournemouth and Crystal Palace are goalless in the English Premier League. 11 minutes in, Bournemouth nil, Crystal Palace nil. A few moments ago, Wolves beat West Ham by two goals to nil. In Italy, Torino and Parma playing to a one-all draw and Getafe and Ibar one-all in Spanish La Liga. Let's continue that conversation I had with Richard Glover. Uh, let's talk about tennis as a whole internationally. What, what's what's your view on hosting the U.S. Open with no crowds or, or hosting an event without any fans about? I think it's it's such a complex, uh, multifaceted uh, area that tournaments like the U.S. Open and the French Open and the ATP and the WTA are, are trying to deal with at the moment because whatever they do, there'll be someone who thinks right. they're doing the wrong thing. I think there's just so much money at stake, particularly from a broadcasting perspective, that I think it, there's obviously a lot of pressure on the likes of the US Open and the and the French Open to return this year, just so that they can recoup some of the the broadcasting monies that are being invested in those events. So it's it's such a complex a complex matter. I'm I'm slightly surprised though that um, I was expecting a sort of a, a much more staggered return to international tennis. So I'm slightly surprised that. It does seem like from sort of August onwards, there's going to be a lot more international tennis. Mm. And the reason I'm slightly surprised is obviously traveling players, players who play on the tours, the ATP and the WTA tours obviously come from pretty much every country on earth. And the traveling restrictions are still very tight in terms of traveling internationally. So I think it's, it's, uh, 
it'll be interesting to see which players will actually be able to participate mm-hmm. in these events in late August and, and September. Nick Kyrgios has slammed the ATP. He's been quite outspoken. He is Nick Kyrgios, of course. Uh, what, what's your view of uh, calling the ATP chairman a potato? Yeah, so I mean, uh, I think Nick Nick is Nick, and I think he's not <laughs> afraid to uh, to to get to uh, give his his, uh, his views. I don't think he ever sits on the fence on anything. No, I think he's one of the. I think you either love or love him or you hate him, and I think he. But he is one of the great characters of tennis. And uh, look, I mean, I, I don't think anyone should ever be called be likened to a vegetable or called a vegetable. Yeah. But I mean, he's always someone that you sh- you should. Um, you should take notice of because he is an influential figure at the mm. international level. And then when you when you do see uh, Novak Djokovic and and Nadal saying maybe they're not going to go to the US Open, they're not happy with that. I, I almost imagine that's going to be sport for the next couple of years. There are going to be people who are going to say, "Well, I'm not willing to risk my life." Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, obviously Federer has has called quits on 2020. Mm. He said he's he's needed he needs to. Re- to recover from a couple of operations, so he's he's out. And I mean, I think if if Nadal and Djokovic didn't participate in in the U.S. Open or the French Open, I mean, it's obviously significant from a TV audience perspective because if you look at the men's game, especially, it's very heavily skewed towards the top three players. I mean, they attract the crowds, they attract the TV audiences. Um, so it's, it would obviously be a massive blow to those to those Grand Slams. Um, but you can also understand it. I mean, it's such a complex issue. Um, no, I, I think individual players will make the choice that they, they feel is best for, for, for them. It is an opportunity, though. In every cloud has a silver lining. Suddenly, there will be other players that will showcase their talent and to be able to earn those points and knock those top four, top three off their pedestals. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what the sort of the medium to long-term impact of COVID-19 is on the global game mm. because... I think one of the challenges that the the men's game is, is 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 sort of wrestling with at the moment is what does life look like after Federer and Nadal Djokovic have retired, mm. um, and they're all expecting obviously to, to 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 ride off into the sunsets in the next few years. And where are the the, the new stars coming through to really challenge them? And I think it's a massive question, and as you say, it'll be really interesting to see who can take these opportunities and and springboard into that sort of elite elite three or four players in the world. All right, sorry. Let's just get back to let's get back to the original question, if you don't mind. Uh, let South Africans playing tennis, uh, obviously those those ones that you mentioned earlier on. When can all of that start? So we are in the process of rolling that out because it is subject to obviously strict health and safety guidelines. So um, that's 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 in the process of happening. And and once individual facilities and those four categories of players and their coaches that I've talked about mm. comply with those the the government regulations then they can start with almost immediate effect. Thanks, Richard. Have a good day. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Nice to chat. Like it. We'll chat later. Cheers, man. Richard Glover there chatting to me earlier on today. Forgot to cut the little end off that interview. Oh, well, live and learn. One minute past nine. Thanks for waiting. Nandika Birkis.